What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? What's she, bitch? Same, same, same. Kicking it, you know, doing bad bitch shit like I always do. Um, if you are new to the show, welcome in. Sit down. Don't touch nothing. Don't be too loud. Chill out. If you are returning, welcome back, bitch. This is where bad bitches link up, and this is how we vent. Okay, so tap in with me. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe. Um, and review this podcast. I don't do it for my health, okay? If you are new, go ahead. You want to tap in with me every week. You want to be in the bad bitch conversation. Um, you want to be a part of the family. We're going up, all right? Um, and if you are one of those weird weekly listeners that have not subscribed yet, because you are weird, um, make sure you just go ahead and do that. This is a great week to swallow your pride and join a tribe, okay? Um... I clearly have had a crazy week. Um, I ate a lot this morning, so I'm full. I'm usually hungry when I do this podcast. I like to do it hungry with a little bit of alcohol in my system to give me that little whoop, you know, to turn me over a little bit, like whoop, so I can go get my... <laughs> so I, you can usually get the effects of me being hungry, irritated, you know, but a little tipsy, so... Hungry and drunk for me just gets me where I need to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, all right, let me just go ahead and I don't have the tolerance to just kind of beat around the bush like I normally do. So I'm coming from a different place today, a more playful place because I already ate and I'm not drinking yet. So it's Thirsty Thursday. I got places to be, people to see. So let's just hop on into the first hot topic, okay? This is from lovebscott.com. A shout out from to lovebscott.com, always being there. Um, one of the first original affiliate link uh, providers. Thank you so much for bringing the best hot topic stories, the ones that I don't feel like I have to go back and renege on. Um, they usually tend to get it right the first time, and I hate looking like a fucking fool. Okay, so shout out to lovebscott.com. R. Kelly is in the news again, just in case you guys haven't heard. R. Kelly hires Bill Cosby as a pilot attorney after losing his Chicago legal team. Um, okay, so the Chicago Tribune reports that R. Kelly, who was recently convicted on charges of racketeering in New York, has dismissed his Chicago-based legal team to employ the attorney who successfully appealed Bill Cosby's conviction as he is his defense for his upcoming Chicago sex abuse case. Um, in a telephone conference on Wednesday with U.S. District Judge Harry Lennon Weber, Kells said he wanted Jennifer Bonjean to represent him in his case, which is set for jury trial August the 1st, 2022. In Chicago, Kelly is facing charges of federal child pornography and obstruction of justice. There is also separate aggravated criminal sexual abuse charges in Cook County, Illinois. Um, he was two, He has two co-defendants, uh, Darrell McDavid. And Milton June Brown, whom are our longtime associates, um, earlier this month, 
Kelly's three trial attorneys from the New York case also withdrew their appearances. Um, bon Jean was already working on an appeal for the 12 Play Singers New York case and is due to file post-trial motions before U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly this week. Um, the convicted R&B singer is still awaiting sentencing, sentencing in a New York City federal jail after being convicted of racketeering. He was also found guilty of crimes, including sex with underage girls. Um, his original Chicago-based attorneys, Steve Greenberg and Michael Lynn Leonard, told ABC Chicago, the Chicago case, unfortunately for Robert, is far more serious. The Chicago case actually carries much more severe penalties than the New York case, Greenberg said. Um, his sentencing for the Brooklyn verdict is set for May the 4th. He faces between 10 years and life in prison. Incidentally, Crosby says he believes R. Kelly was railroaded. Okay. Well, you know, we followed this R. Kelly trial on the Seems Like You're Ready saga. Um, go back, tap in, listen to my thoughts about the R. Kelly a trial and the history of R. Kelly. I didn't just talk about the trial per se. I talked about what I feel like is missing from the conversation. Um, a lot of R. Kelly's backstory, a lot of things that we knew, a lot of things we didn't know, but none of that shit really fucking matters <laughs> at the same damn time because R. Kelly did something on the lines of something very perverse to these women. So do I feel like things are exactly what they seem to be? No. Um, do I feel like R. Kelly needs to um, be in prison 10 to life or longer? I feel like they would not have given him such as, they, this would not be the conversation for her. A Caucasian man. You know, if you are a new listener to this show, we talk about race very frequently. This is a safe space um, for, oh, actually, it's not a safe space. Uh, <laughs> we talk about everybody, okay? Gays, whites, blacks, blacks men, black men, black women, black gays, Hispanics, Latins, Asians, uh, aliens. Uh, we, we, I lay it to everybody, okay? And nobody is immune because everybody's with the fuck shit. And it's time to keep it real about it. And I'm going to keep a buck every time I step to this mic, okay? And I feel like wholeheartedly, um, R. Kelly, if he was a Caucasian man, I think there would be more discussion about his mental health than there has been. Um, the conversation about R. Kelly's mental health has not brought up at, been brought up at all, even though that it is apparent that R. Kelly is mentally inept. Um, R. Kelly lacks a lot of a lot of the mental tools that someone would have if they were a sincere racketeerian um or i do feel like r kelly also Long story short, I feel like you have to go back and listen to the shows. Um, it seems like you're ready, so I got to kind of get back into what I was saying. I'm not about to waste my time to repeat myself. Um, go back and listen to it. But I do feel like if R. Kelly was a different shade and a different um, genre, um, I think that R. Kelly would have gotten, there would have been a, a more severe look into his mental health. Now, all that being said, R. Kelly hurt these girls. 
whether they knew what they were getting into, whether they believed him, whether they are suffering from a mental health issue themselves, R. Kelly does need to see trial. They need to give him a fair trial. They need to arm him with people who can defend him and get him the proper help and also be able to bring him to justice for these women. Two things can happen. I think people forget that, that both things can happen. I don't believe that, because I think R. Kelly is stupid. I really do. I, I believe that R. Kelly is retarded. I'm sorry. And I can use that word. This is my show. Um, would I use it in everyday speech? No, but I think R. Kelly is a little retarded. I, I feel like R. Kelly does not have the mental capacity to, to do anything that he wasn't done to him or where he deemed was acceptable. And I feel like the retardation comes with the fact that he just can't get with the fact that it's not okay. That man seems, seems sincerely convinced that he has done nothing wrong. And I think that's where the mental health comes in. Now, no matter how much of a person you, who know, I mean, I know some liars, bitch. Like, I, I mean, sometimes I'm riding next to somebody and I'm like, girl, what the fuck? I'm like, bitch, that's not what happened. You know, I know some liars, okay? And I, you know what I mean? Like, I've been around some people. I'm like, bitch, the sky is pink. Is what she's just, okay, the sky is pink today. Because one thing about a liar is you can't tell them that what they're saying is not true. Um, but eventually they get worn down of the lie. Like, unless they suffer from a mental disorder. Does that, am I making sense? And I feel like the mental health conversation comes up a lot more frequently when it is dealing with um, white men. And especially in trials like this, this is someone who has been painted as a monster. But I feel like if I was um, on his legal team, I would try to paint, I would keep it real and be like, this is somebody who is suffering from mental health. We need to get this motherfucker into, he needs to send 10, 10 years to life in a mental facility where he could be away from um, people who he could potentially hurt. Um, he can be rehabilitated. Um, and we can get down to the root of what's going on with this man. And I think he needs to be away from people. He can't. He shouldn't be able to hurt people. I feel like it should be both. He should do some time in prison. He should also go to a mental health facility afterwards. And that's my feelings about it. You don't have to agree. You know, make sure that you are coming from a place where it's not triggering you. Um, make sure that this R. Kelly situation is not something that strikes personal to you. I'm talking about logic here. I think personally, I feel like R. Kelly is disgusting. But I feel like, to be fair, I feel like we have to look at things fairly. You, you figure deal me? Like, but anyway, that's neither here nor there or it's everywhere, words and, words and such. Let's move right on to the next hot topic. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about last week's Twitter poll. 
and y'all being full of shit. Um, I feel like y'all love to t- cap on that Twitter app. Uh, last week, if you didn't tune into last week's show, we kind of discussed Isaiah Rashad and his nude videos of him surfacing where he's having sexual intercourse or fellatio, I'm sorry, with other men. And I asked, you know, I saw the outcry and the support for Isaiah, and I couldn't help but think, considering the history of how we out politicians, white men all the time, um, we out um, a lot of people day in and day out. I see it all the time on Twitter where people are outing people. Um, there's even like a underbelly on um, gay porn where it's sharing um, DL men's videos. There are people who try to out men all the time that tend to be attractive, right? So it's hot. But then there are politicians or older men or who are having sex with men and videos are getting loaded and they are shading and shaming them every chance they get on Twitter about how nasty they are and how they should be ashamed of themselves and living a double life. But it I think it was funny how with the Isaiah Rashad situation, he just got nothing but support. And I can't help but think it's because you guys find him attractive. Well, the Twitter poll last week was, would you empathize with Isaiah Rashad's situation if he weren't deemed attractive? Uh, 77% of you lied and said, absolutely. Uh, that's a lie. Uh, you guys wouldn't give a fuck if it was, I don't know, if we if a nude video leaked of, um, I don't know, like fucking Biggie came up and he was sucking dick. You know, rest in peace, Biggie. But like, there would be, there would be shade thrown. Y'all wouldn't stand up and be like, this is an outrageous and oh my God, this should not have happened. Y'all are very pick me bitches, like very much so. And you guys in some weird way feel like protecting attractive, especially attractive black men who are quote-unquote outed makes you guys seem it's very pick me and y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about I think that that's really weird how y'all couldn't just keep it real but I mean that would I guess that would be a lot to ask but I do feel like y'all empathize with him a lot more because he is somewhat attractive and the videos were some on the lines of the homoerotic DL videos that we see on our OnlyFans feed or my Vidster feeds or the gay porn um, uh, category on your porn websites. Like, let's let's keep it a buck. Like, it would not have been such an uproar or there wouldn't be a defense, a large defense for this man because y'all didn't know who this nigga was if he was not attractive. I feel like we have to be real about it. Like, a part of me felt bad because he was fine. Like, I'm not immune to it. I'm just being real about it. Like, if the nigga was ugly, ugly, like, I wouldn't give a fuck. I, I, I even saw the proof. The proof is in the motherfucking pudding and in the motherfucking tapioca. And a lot of y'all were even shaming him for being with Asian um, non-black men. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all weren't looking at it from a unbiased standpoint. Y'all were pick me about the situation and upset because he was with, he wasn't suck, getting his sucking dick with black men. Keep it real. But all that being said, make sure you guys tap in with me on social media. Uh, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. And make sure you guys um, tap in with me on this week's Twitter poll. And that is about motherfucking Nick Cannon. Okay. Um, Nick Cannon says, monogamy, this is from lovebeescott.com, by the way, shout out to lovebeescott.com. Nick Cannon says, monogamy isn't healthy. It's a it's form of selfishness and ownership. Here we go. Um, Nick Cannon is laying it all on the table when it comes to discussing his personal life. Um, the TV show host, who is currently expecting his eighth child with Brie TC, Ty C or whatever, um, explains in an interview why he thinks that monogamy is not healthy. During an appearance on the Language of Love podcast with Dr. Laura Berman on Wednesday, February the 16th, Nick and someone is Nick said someone is not single if they are married. Married is not single. When you allow the government and paperwork to come in and say, this is a bond, this is a covenant, you're not single, he explained. You can still make covenants without getting the government involved with two people say, we choose to be monogamous because we value this so much. We don't want anyone to be a part of this energy we have. And I don't feel like that's healthy, the Masked Singer host added. I don't think monogamy is healthy. I feel like that gets into the space of selfishness and ownership. Um, during this episode, Nick also shared that his eighth child children were all planned. <laughs> his eight children were all planned. I'm going to take full responsibility. Any woman that I know that I have unprotected sex with, there's a potential to have a child, he shared. So I feel like if I have unprotected sex with anyone I know, because one, I value everything about me so much. If I've gotten to the point, to that point where I say I can take off this condom, I'm going to say she could be the mother of my child, Nick. Oh, I cannot get through this. Okay, I'm going to get through it. Okay, and I'm going to hold my opinion to the end. Okay, Nick continued adding that he's the biggest germ freak in the world. Um, he wanted, he went on to say every woman that I have a child with, there is definitely a conversation about, wow, how amazing would this be? The former America's Got Talent host concluded, I feel like every woman I have a child with are amazing mothers. And there was a thought process going to like, man, she's going to be an amazing mother. She's a, she's desired children. I can't wait to see what type of mother she would be. So any, so in saying that, I would say that they're all planned. Nick shares 10-year-old twins, Moroccan Monroe, with ex-wife Mariah Carey. He also has, he's also a dad to four-year-old Golden Saigon and one-year-old Powerful Queen, whom he shares with Brittany Bell. And seven-month-old twins, Zion Moxaldean and Zylon Air, whom he shares with Abby De La Rose. Last December, his youngest son, Zen, whom he shares with Alyssa Scott, died at just five months old from brain, brain cancer. Um, uh, God bless that baby, but I, I felt like I was naming off Power Rangers. Like, girl, um, uh, there's a lot to unpack. Um, there's a lot to unpack. 
I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, make sure you guys click the link in the description to read this article. Uh, because I know I stumbled on all those names. One, I also heard that Nick Cannon pays like $10,000 a week or something like that in child support. So was that planned? Who plans to plan to pay $40,000 a month on babies? Who, who does that? Um, I guess that's um, cheaper than actually being there for your kids. Um, I'm not. That's, I'm not saying. Uh, there's so much to unpack. Okay. First of all, I, I want. I've given Nick grief. I love Nick and his dick print. Like I love Nick Cannon, but I understand Nick Cannon, and I think he's that Nick that that homie that. He reminds me of those heterosexual. He's a. He reminds me of a heterosexual friend that I have that just is so full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my gay niggas feel me. Like, you you have your hetero friends that you're like, nigga, that is wrong. Like, you are so motherfucking wrong, and your thought process is wild. Why can't you just be honest about everything and just say that you are a dog? Who plans on having eight kids by six? seven different baby mamas who plans that um and then his excuse oh well you know i'm sitting there thinking to myself you know their plans because i feel like i see this woman and i'm like she wants a baby she deserves you know she'd be a great mother let me bust in her no <laughs> no if it was planned, there would be a conversation about the eight other motherfuckers that I got. If there's plan, if it was planned, you would plan to be staying. <laughs> and then, okay, monogamy, the conversation about monogamy. You mean to tell me that you think that it's unhealthy for you to be committed to one person and its ownership, but it's perfectly healthy for you to have babies all around? Eight different women. A what did he call it? A commune? What? Did, what the? Fuck? Basically, he didn't call it a commune. Uh, but that's basically what he's building with eight motherfucking kids and six different baby mamas, and they're all. That's it's it's a mental thing for me. Like I feel like where niggas feel like they can do shit like that, and they could build a tribe full of people who all want his fucking who came from his nuts and want his nuts like it's a whole tribe of people who want him because they lack a sense of love for themselves niggas are out here having kids over and over again with different women not staying with them moving on to the next woman and trying to make it a build a community with each other with this weird idea that it's all about them what about the other women's plans? <laughs> like, what about the baby, your mother's kids? Like, your, your, your kids' mothers? Like, what if they had a plan on being with you just all along? Yeah, they wanted a baby, but they just wanted to have your baby. And they wanted you to be here. What the fuck are you talking about, Nate? <laughs> that is some weird-ass shit. 
Because if they all felt the same way, right? Like, and we we talked about on the show um, about monogamy. Um, my friend Sinclair and I did a show called Waiting to Excel um, on season one to close out season one. And we talked about monogamy. He opened my eyes to the idea of monogamy. But one thing that he said constantly during the show is that if it's not for that person, it will never work. So he never forces it. Um, I feel like a lot of times you guys choose to not be in monogamous relationships and y'all decide on, or choose to be in monogamous relationships and you are the only one who has decided that. And I feel like that is the issue. Why don't you be with people who don't mind monogamy? I mean, um, who, who are against monogamy. And then build your commune from that, whatever the fuck he said. Like, why does it... Why do you constantly go around and getting married or having babies with women or men who want to have commitment with you when you have no intention on staying? It's not planned if you if y'all have two different plans. You just brought a, a baby in the world and y'all had two different agendas. Does that make any sense? Are y'all like, is that not crazy? I think that's crazy. Like, you, yeah, you feel like monogamy is ownership. And that's fine. You're entitled to feel however you want to feel, Nick. But did Mariah Carey feel that way? Like, was she like, oh, yeah, that's cool, my nigga. You know, no. Like, she expected for you to be there. She expected you to have your shit together so you could be there for your twins. Get your baby mamas and your babies all aligned. What the fuck do you look like having eight kids and it's only one of you? Eight kids, different baby mamas. Who the fuck are you? Stretch? Mr. Fantastic? Elastigirl? Like, how the fuck can you be there actively? Really, honestly, like, niggas, like, for real, tap in with me. Explain to me how the fuck can you be there? There are going to be kids that fall through the crack. You're not a motherfucking, um, uh, uh, what is it? A fucking Power Ranger? You're not a goddamn X-Man. Like, how the fuck are you going to be there? Actively, there when you have eight kids by six different women, how? Like, how would there's that's crazy, that's selfish. That whole interview is crazy and selfish, and that's some shit somebody should have said. Like, what do you mean? Like, go adopt. Like, go and go and get eight motherfuckers from a. Uh, a, a place in Indonesia and put them all in your house. That way you can give them all some, give a, you know, Kiki Wyatt it out. You know what I'm saying? Like that bitch got 14 kids and they all live with her. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy enough. You know what I'm saying? Like Kiki Wyatt has 14 fucking kids and people look at her like she's crazy, but at least they're all in one motherfucking roof. You could be the richest motherfucker in the world. You can't be in two places at once, Nick. And I think that that's crazy. Ownership and unhealthy and this, that, and the third. Nigga, that's unhealthy. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? Like, and I don't, I don't know what it would take. Like, y'all know I love Mariah Carey. She's my favorite singer of all time. She's my idol. Like, you know, I love Mariah. But bitch, Alyssa Scott, all what in your and ladies tap in with me. What would convince you that 
this singer has eight other kids. Maybe he'll be there for mine. How do you, how, 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 how would he physically do that? That's some crazy shit. And it goes back to what I talk about previously. There's a competition idea that there's an idea that women feel like they have to compete amongst each other for niggas. You ideally, you would have to compete for your baby's time. Or if you just want to have a baby, just go adopt. If you And why would you want just Nick Cannon's baby? You know what I'm saying? Like, this motherfucker is sliding on these women, talking about how much they're the best, they're this, that, and the third. That nigga is psychotic. And women believe that shit. That motherfucker's a player. He's a pimp. And y'all fall for that shit every week. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Nick is psychotic. <laughs> That's some crazy shit to say out loud. I planned, I looked at this woman and I chose her. She'd be an amazing baby mother. Let me nut inside of her and dip out and slide on her when the baby turns too. Like, the fuck? Like, that's crazy. Like, that shit is crazy. Wake the fuck up, women. Wake the fuck up, niggas. Like, Y'all want to come, and then there's, there has to be some type of competition involved for you to feel like, because who wants to raise children on their own for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do get that that's something that you want to do, but when you are married to a man or you're sitting up and you're laying down to a man, you actively think to yourself, you don't think, oh, this nigga just nutting to me. He gonna have, I'm a, at least I get his baby. He can just leave me the fuck alone. Like, you don't think like that. You feel like, okay, we have to make plans. We have something to do. We have to figure out shit. You don't sit back and think, I'm going to do this alone. So ideally, you have to think in your mind that you are going, this man is going to be a part of my life. But what would that mean for his other baby mamas and his other kids? Oh, well, he don't fuck with them no more. That's some crazy shit. And then, okay, you're going to share your life with six other women and eight other kids. What kind of life is that? All the holidays and y'all sitting around hugged up at a Christmas tree and shit like that and kids tearing up shit and, you know, Moroccan and Monroe, um, wearing Fendi and uh, Zine and Zico and Milakai and all of them are wearing Baby Gap and, and Old Navy and, and tearing up uh, Mariah's house and shit and, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's all about Nick. It's not a real thought process. It's, it's not real. That's not true. It's not thought out. It's not planned. Stop saying that. Nobody, nobody in their right mind plans to have eight kids by six different, or, or eight kids by six different baby mamas. No way. But that's nice. That's the new Twitter poll. Is there any way, it's, do you feel like you could successfully be do you think, how, how do you, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like, can a man actually be a great father with multiple baby mothers and multiple children? How does that work? 
two by two baby mamas, you can you can morning here, night there. And I think it goes, I think what it goes back to also, and I'm done with this conversation because I think it goes back to what we think of or what we can consider a great father. Because I feel like we've gotten laxed with that idea. A great father comes to, to um, graduations. A great father teaches someone to throw a football. A great father makes sure that, you know, the mom is not struggling too bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not hitting her and this, that, and the third. You know, and those are great things. A great father is there. He prioritizes a child. He knows his child. He is aware of his child. His child has access to him. There's a communication line there. Um, that child admires them. He's someone that that child can look up to and be like, I want to be like that. A great father puts his child's mother on a pedestal not gives her shiny things but puts her on a pedestal not telling her that she feels like she's owning him because she wants him and only him like I I feel like we think that I feel like if reverse roles were reverse and I always love to switch roles um Okay, you know, team verse. But no, I, but anyway, I, I think that we tend to try to give men, like I said multiple times with Nick Cannon, we award men for just showing up. Oh, well, at least he's here. That's not a father. That is someone, a part-time job. A father is a full-time job. It's a career choice. And you can't have eight jobs and give yourself 100% all of them. Somebody is lacking. Somebody is lacking. They might not be lacking financially, but somebody's lacking. You can't have eight conversations at once with the motherfuckers, especially being here and they're there and this, that, and the third. We need to be real about the situation. You cannot give your all to eight kids in eight different fucking homes you can't do it there's no way like i don't have kids right i have two motherfucking dogs bitch and that shit is exhausting i can't imagine eight motherfuckers who can talk and i can't get to them you don't know the motherfuckers is that a good father I don't know. I feel like we need to be honest. And I feel like because we are just happy to have uh, parents in our lives, but we are, we've allowed, allowed a lot of bullshit to slide in the process. Mothers are wearing themselves out trying to do it by themselves. And that's okay. They get a, they get a, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But shit, nigga, that nigga's supposed to be taking care of his shit. Like, for real. There's no reason why you shouldn't know your kids. You don't have, you can't get to know eight people at one time in different places. That's not possible. 
You can't maintain six different relationships with six different women. What makes you feel like you can maintain eight and raise eight kids for 18 fucking years? That's a long time to try to balance that out. And then having eight different jobs, six baby mamas, this nigga acting like he's chillaxing Nick Cannon and his fucking bulge when this needs to be the most stressed motherfucker in the world. But of course, society makes it easy for him because he is just gliding by. I might miss this appointment, but here's $10,000. That'll make you a good mother. I mean, a parent. Do y'all feel me? Tap in with me on the Twitter poll this week. I feel like I might have lost y'all. You know, because in reality, and then it'd be different if this nigga, if this was an accident. This nigga's going around here. He said out loud that he has chosen to bust in these women and have kids with them. So this motherfucker's psychotic. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about them kids. You're collecting baby mamas. Some of the baddest bitches in the world. Say it what it is. Say it with your chest. It's true. Like, you're not thinking about the motherfucking kids. A million dollars a year to take care of them kids. Let's do the math. And I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Okay, so let's say $4,000. No, $40,000 a month, bitch. in child support. Half a million dollars in child support. That ain't shit. (laughs) In the sum of, like, the reality of things, this nigga gets to spend... How much is Nick Cannon worth? Let's Google it. Nick Cannon says here that he's worth $30 million. And he pays a quarter, I mean, half of a million dollars a year in child support. That's $9 million until them kids. That ain't shit. (laughs) That's a lot of money, but in reality, the large scheme of things, like, that's damn near $2,000 a week for a child? Per child? These are celebrity kids with celebrity women. $2,000 a week? And he got multiple kids. I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm getting off Nick, okay? Because I'm over it. I don't know how y'all aren't. How do y'all sit there and listen to this shit? That is crazy to me. Let me get off of this shit. Okay, so moving on because this shit is weird. Make sure you guys tap in with us if you're just listening to the show um, or still on the fence. Stop playing. Go ahead and follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Five stars because I am a five-star bitch if there was one, okay? And also, we're on Spotify now where you can um, give me five stars on Spotify. So make sure you guys go on the page, um, the Carmine Davis Show page on Spotify. Tap in with me. Give me the five stars because I don't do it for my motherfucking health, okay? All right, the last hot topic is from lovepeacecott.com. 
Um, <laughs> Pete Davidson gets back on Instagram amid Kanye West drama. Now, this is the best sword fight I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my God. Like, okay, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is back on Instagram for the fourth time since deactivating his account back in 2018. Um, a new profile featuring a new profile featuring Instagram's verification checkmark for Davidson went live Wednesday, just days after Kanye West took to platform to bombard the stand-up with insults in an effort to win back X and Davidson's girlfriend Kim Kardashian. Um, look at this dickhead West 44 caption, a paparazzi photo of Davidson and Kardashian before making fun of his recent Calvin Klein at co-star Machine Gun Kelly and telling Davidson that he would never meet Kim and Kanye's kids. Uh, the brand spanking new page under Instagram handle PMD was not following anyone, had zero posts and just under 160 followers at the time the story was published. Um, the 28-year-old Saturday Night Live star first abandoned the site summer 2018, citing his mental health, sharing with fans at the time, no, there's nothing wrong, no, nothing happened, no, there's nothing cryptic about anything, I just don't want to be on Instagram anymore or on any social platform. Um, the internet is an evil place and it doesn't make me feel good. Why should I spend any time on negative energy when my real life is fucking lit? The fact that I even have to say this proves my point. I love you all, and I'm sure I'll be back at some point. Your neighborhood goon, Pete. Um, he did return, but left again December 2018 after sharing a concerning note where he claimed, I really don't want to be on the earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do was help people. Just remember I told you so. Ironically, the post followed the iconic comp the comic commending West for his bravery and discussing mental health issues at the time. If we repeat, our first post back would be us cuddled in bed with Kim Kardashian, but we don't think Pete's that petty. Um, all of this is trash. All of it is trash, 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 trash. Um, all over a trash ass, ass bitch. Like, it's no secret that... I feel like the Kardashians are energy vampires. I feel like they have no talent and they are literally made a career off of yanking down some of the most talented men that we have, like genuinely talented men in the industry and making them somehow fight for these blow-up dolls. Like, they look crazy. Um, but you know, I do know that it says more about the men that they date than it does them. So, um, I, I, but I do, I won't lie. I do feel like this Kanye West and Pete Davidson argue, like going back and forth is a little hot. Like, I don't, <laughs> I can't fake the funk and... I don't know how to <sighs> I can't fake it and make it seem like, okay, well, if I could pick two because I feel like I've dated two types of guys like that, and they've both fought for me too, but it was like a sizzle in a pan, like these niggas going back and forth in my in DMs, you know, like, <laughs> but I've never been able to have a nigga go so berserk. But, you know, I also try not to date men who suffer from mental disorders anyway. So, or I try to 
keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I feel like I would do my best to protect them if I really cared about them. And I feel like these bitches don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I think all of this is strategic. I feel like this is no shit. Like, this is Kim's way of getting more press and more media. This is Kanye in a, and Pete in a dick slanging contest. It's no secret. But I do feel like it's still kind of, I would love to see them like oiled up and like fighting naked. Is that weird? I feel like they really do like need that. I'm sorry, I'm still here. I, I'm so, I kind of zoned out I'm thinking about it. Um, I haven't had some since Valentine's Day, and like I don't like to go long times without fucking. So now I'm kind of like, whoo, um, a little wound up. So excuse me. Um, that you know that would be really, I guess, really really hot. And then it just, they don't, I don't want them to really like fuck. I would like them maybe afterwards, you know, Pete reaches in for a makeout session from Kanye and they just kiss, oiled up, naked. And that's it. You know, that's the end of the scene. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> okay, let me reel it in. Let me reel it in. Okay, 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 okay. Something else that gets on my nerve, and I'm going to let you go, bitch, is. I hate when people say I'm coming off of social media or they make these grand announcements about how they're taking a break. Nothing's wrong. I'm not. My life is great and I don't need this. But then if your life is great, put the phone down. I feel like that is a, a tell talk, like a, a tall tale sign that someone is suffering from mental issues. That's why I kind of chuckled because a lot of people, um, come out and say, you know, they make these grand gestures about coming off of social media, right? And doing all this, that, and the third, and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to, no, I'm not posting anymore. And it's just so fake. And, you know, oh my God, social media, I'm so sick of seeing fake people. When in reality, you're the fake one. You're the one that's pretending to be okay and you're not. And that's nobody's fault, but your own. Get the, put the phone down. You don't have to make these grand announcements or you don't have to post that you're coming off of social media. And I, I'm not going to beg you to stay. Like, bitch, if you don't want to come and hang or you don't want to come and pop your shit or share memes or tap in with me on the Carmine Davis show every week or like my posts or, you know, see my sexy ass every time you scroll, then, bitch, put the motherfucking phone down. Close the motherfucking app, bitch. But that's insensitive. But anyway, bitch, let me go ahead and get on down. I need to slide. It's Thursday, Thursday. Um, Thursday's Thursday. And I'll holler at y'all later, all right? I love y'all very much. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Bye, bitch.